15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I suck, you score, I suck at Call of Duty. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce and Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. So, yeah, Pat, you haven't been playing much because you've been too busy making stuff. So well, tell us about yeah. that. Well, t- technically I have been playing loads of stuff, but it's been <laughs> the stuff I've been making. <laughs> so lots and lots of playtesting of that. But, yeah, so basically about... Seven months ago, uh, I fancied trying a little bit of photogrammetry because I've been reading about um, uh, I've been reading about photogrammetry being used in games, and I noticed that there were some free ones that you could you could use with, with just like a smartphone or, or or just a camera and a PC. So I, I I scanned one random object in my in my flat. I think it was my little R two D two clock. Stuck that in a Unity uh, um, project and stuck an Oculus Rift camera and stuck stuck hitched into my head and I was like, "Well, great! I've, I've done I've done this, so like I can I can do other stuff." Pat, um, sorry, can I interrupt there? And for the lay yeah. for the lay people, ask what is photogrammetry? Oh, sorry, photogrammetry is when you you basically uh, take a, a bunch of photographs. Uh, usually, when I do it, it's about between like 50 and 70 of, of an object and you, you take the photographs all the way around it and then you use software to stitch those photographs together and what you end up with is a, a very very realistic 3D model of that object Asset. Uh, and it's yeah it's um, it's, the, it's the technique used in the vanishing of Ethan Carter it's what's being used for the new Star Wars Battlefront game um, that's why that's it looks so kick-ass um, so yeah, so I, I was really interested in that. So uh, about a week later, I went off to the woods, got loads of these cool photogrammetries of like tree stumps and twigs and leaves and branches and stuff like that. Um, and then I just built a, a, a unity scene of like this little fire, uh, a little campfire, and it had these trees all around it and these kind of dancing shadows and stuff. And then yeah, just kind of got into the idea of making like a horror game. Um, so yeah, worked on that for a while and got Ian involved in that, and um, then yeah, just from there, just started making things constantly, and I've been doing it e- the ever I- since. The ideas have not stopped. No, they haven't stopped. That is like a, an ideas fountain. You, just, <laughs> you can't stop. I'm like the ideas <laughs> guy, but I actually make the stuff after. Yes. After. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so as as after that, I. Um, I was thinking, right, so I've done this and it's cool and it feels great. Uh, so what would I really like to see? And 
and I was just kind of sitting sitting on my bed just kind of thinking about what kind of virtual scenes which are impossible to actually experience I could make and I, I came up with the idea I really wanted to see like a sunken city uh, an underwater city so I started a project which I am just finishing in these next it, well, it's basically done now basically I've got a few more tweaks to do but um, it's the, the the one I spent the most time on it, and it, it's it's called Black Box, and it's a it's not a game, it's an underwater experience. Um, uh, all all this stuff's in VR, obviously, um, and basically the the idea was to to, to build uh, um, as realistic an underwater environment as possible, uh, and then kind of you know model this this city in it. Um, it became a lot more elaborate. By after after a while of doing it because I kind of got carried away uh, and essentially it's got all sorts of things whales sharks uh, these kind of detailed caves loads of particle effects um, like a, um, a a full cockpit of this submarine with all these different nooks and crannies and details and stuff everywhere um, and essentially the, the the experience takes you through a kind of Bermuda Triangle style um, plane graveyard. You've got these crashed helicopters and planes and things, and and the 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 the, the submarine kind of moves through them. And um, this is massively spoilerish. No, but don't <laughs> don't tell people <laughs> what. No, no, don't. Fast forward, people, if you don't want to no, hear. It. You you'd spoil it all by saying what happens next. Okay, well, let's just Jesus. leave it. You describe something which is a, 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 a huge surprise at the end. Um, <laughs> it's well worth sticking with it, player. Yeah, it's it's an eight minute long experience. I only timed it yesterday, but yeah, it's eight minutes long, and at the end, something <laughs> very unnatural. Let's say supernatural. Um, otherworldly, happens. perhaps. Otherworldly, yeah. Uh, transportative. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, I made a lot of models. Uh, a lot of things nope. appear, pop up, if you will. Um, um, it's not a horror experience. It, it's very unnerving, though. The whole thing is meant to be very kind of claustrophobic and um, overpowering, and sort of you're meant to feel very. You're meant to feel like a very small little speck in a in a very very large environment with very large objects. We'll say. Um, that, 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 that appear in it, but um, yeah, that that is just a, that's just an experiential thing. It's not not a game as such, but the the kind of vibe I was going for was okay. I, I want to make like something that's like a section of like a huge kind of story driven game, uh, and I want it to be kind of as well drawn as possible, like a, as kind of complete an experience as possible. Almost like you're playing like an interactive cutscene in something like like Far Cry or Bioshock or something like that. Um, and just kind of just get it as feeling as good as possible, and and I'm really really happy with the the, the results of it. But I've made a lot of other things since I started that. <laughs> <laughs> the ideas <is> fountain. <laughs> so yeah, so after that, uh, so the, the the one big challenge I found with that, which was my my first proper project, was was um, uh, um, was getting it to run properly. That was the, the big challenge. When you're throwing loads of particle effects and loads of lights and animated lights and high trig models that are animated as well and 
all sorts of things and transparency and all these things that are really expensive. Um, I, I unfortunately got into the state where I was adding loads and loads of things, which are still in there now, but they were they were dragging the frame rate down, and and I kind of I wasn't paying attention, and I, it kind of got out of hand. And at, at one point, it was it was just running really shittily, and it was um, it was it was quite it was quite disheartening, and I, I was kind of banging my head against a wall for a, for. A, for a good few days and so I just kind of moved on and did other stuff and you know I've gone back now and now, now it runs like 75 FPS like low persistence all the time and it's, it's smooth and stuff but basically because of that I decided I'm going to work on something where I have to scale it down really small so I started making Gear VR things um, so yeah. obviously with the Gear VR things still have to run in stereo at 60 FPS but you're doing it on a mobile phone not a kick-ass gaming pc so do you have like um, a development sort of kit thing for that then can you throw stuff to it this is all sorry sorry this all these projects i'm doing in unity so you can just you you've got like uh you can you can push stuff to to run on the gear vr then yeah unity does android builds yes right yeah cool um and there's certain other things you have to import as well to get it specifically working on the gear vr but the um, they, they've merged the SDKs as well for the the Rift and the the Gear VR, and that happened while I was doing stuff. But now there's actually native VR support in Unity. You literally just tick a box. You don't have to put any prefabs in for the for the camera. You you just use a standard camera and tick VR support, and the Rift will work. Uh, I don't think that's working yet with the Gear VR. Ian probably knows better than I do, but um. um yeah. I think the latest, latest patch did fix yeah. it. Was supposed to have fixed it. We haven't tried it at work yet, so okay. we've been doing other stuff. But yeah, that 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 was that was when I started to make stuff, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to be really strict with like poly budgets uh, and really restrictive uh, with with lighting and things like that. Um, and and it was a good exercise to do. Um, but basically, I the first thing I did, I thought, right, okay, I'm I'm gonna actually put game mechanics in this one. So. I start. I thought, okay, Space Invaders. I'll make Space Invaders. Um, so I had this kind of like uh, bombshell city with like these skyscrapers around you, and you've got a tank which you can use. You can control with the the, the Samsung controller, and it's kind of, it's in front of you, like it's kind of remote controlled. Um, and then I had these kind of flying saucers come down, and you could you could fire a projectile at them, and they they blow up. And it, that that was it. And I was like, cool. So then I moved on to the next thing. Um, what was the next thing I did after that? <laughs> There's a bunch of things. There's a list of but 27 games that's going to go through <laughs> yeah. there, listener. You said you've been doing quite a bit of third-person stuff. Yes, I'll get to that in a bit. Um, but the yeah, so the the next sort of I, I made some other things. Like I made a, a bit where you a thing a project where you're in the middle of a sea and there was like kind of sharks going around you and stuff. Um, but the, the next thing with the most amount of mechanics uh, was a space game, uh, which I'm calling No Space Like Home. And essentially the idea for that, it, it began with just an experiment where I just had a skybox and I wanted to create this system. I, I, you know, I had a, had a, a ship and I had the, the kind of movement controls for that and you can move around the ship and it felt good and everything. Uh, but I was like, okay, well, I'm in space, but it feels like space it was completely empty and that's not very interesting because you've got no kind of you know you've got you had objects of course i had like planets and stuff like that but they were far away so i was like okay well i'm gonna stick some 
some kind of asteroids in there. And I, I, basically, what I what I did was I, I made a I made a system where wherever you go, whichever direction you go, it would kind of create these 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 asteroids. Um, and it was just to make the game feel more kind of full, make the space feel kind of, more kind of full. Um, so you go out, and these little asteroids of varying size, because I just changed the, the scale of them as they as they pop past you. Um, and then I was like, okay, well that works really well. What else can I do? If so, I, I started to build more more things with that system and, and change it um, around. And I'm going to stop talking about how I did it now because I realise that's <laughs> that's magician circle stuff. But, yeah. Um, but essentially, um, is it any game, good? Pet? It's it's fun. It's good, and I've played it for hours, and that's my own I, game. I don't that's know why I'm asking you because I've played it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically the idea is so you've got you've got this spaceship, and you're out in the middle of space, and you've got these these kind of um, salvage objects, and they're, they're these little little kind of cubes, and they're, they're they've got a little bleeping light on them. And what I did was I I, I, I made a system where you had a, a grapple hook. I've just remembered what the other one was that I made after that is the ninja one. But I'm so you but you got a grapple hook basically. So when you move close to these objects in your spaceship, you it will beep. And that's telling you it's in range, and you can fire the grapple hook at it, and it will kind of tow it behind you. And then when you then you, you can move over to these kind of platforms I've made, which are another like a huge asteroid with like a landing platform and and another kind of tower with a, like like a, a red light, so you can see them far away. And basically, you can land on that, and when you get close to it, it sort of goes into a sort of slow automated landing process, and then that kind of takes the the salvage object away. And the idea is that you just you find the salvage objects and you get money for them and the money allows you to access the next part which is a warp gate so the the, the warp gates are these um these huge kind of circular um sort of stations with uh um bars through the middle and and and, and a, a basically a, a hole through the middle that you can pass through with a, a light that kind of directs you through it and essentially when you when you move through that warp gate i this huge star field I nearly explained how to do it but this huge star field what happens with the transform Pat? it flies up round you um, and you're basically moving really 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 fast and the you know the warp gate disappears behind you um, and there's some weird kind of effects and loads of sound effects and stuff and basically you'll see like the, the, the main planet and the next warp gate of the next system Sort of creeping up on you as you as you walk through it, and then when when you get through the other side, it's a new system, so different stars, different colours, and everything, and it's 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 kind of randomly generating. So I, I basically pick from a large pool of objects and skyboxes. I'm doing it again. I'm telling you how I make it. Um, basically, it's magical. <laughs> right, you go to these universes. <laughs> so no, basically, basically you go through the warp gate, and it will go on forever. And I've made it so that every time it will draw, it will. You'll, you'll have different cities or different spaceships that you can look at and they'll kind of fly past you or, or you can go in them and land in them and it'll just go on forever. It'll be different every time. So you might have a, one different type of city at one certain scale in one orange-looking universe and then there'll be a different one in a purple one and it'll, it'll change every time, basically. Um, and it's, it's, it's very kind, it's quite, I find it quite relaxing playing it. I, I, one thing I notice in it, because it's, it's Gear VR, and I could never, I could obviously never do this with a rift. Is I'd be playing it like just lying on my bed, 
and and I realised I could just lie back and just watch the stars, which <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> You're just chilling out in your own spaceship, <clears throat> watching asteroids fly overhead and stars and stuff. And, and yeah, it was really cool. And I, I I sort of worked on that one for about a week and a half. And got it to a point where I was like happy to show it to people, and I've just been taking it out and showing it to people at work and and, and just random <laughs> random people showing it to my hairdresser and stuff like that. <laughs> but it's really cool, and like that's another really cool thing about the Gear VR is I can actually do that. So instead of you know building all these things that I can literally only send to to Ian and like a couple of other people, I can show them to anyone because I can just put it in my bag, which is which is really cool. Um, but yeah, the other thing I, I I made was like a ninja game. This is the thing, I made this before the spaceship, and that's how I came up with the idea of putting the grapple hook in it. But um, I made this kind of kind of snowy scene uh, set in Japan with this kind of uh, old old building and stuff in the distance, and these, these huge kind of platforms and poles. Um, and the, you can basically, you can run around, you can throw ninja stars at these kind of skeleton en- enemies which are walking about and patrolling. You can throw down a smoke bomb, um, so you can make a hasty escape, and there's the the main part of it though was with the grapple hook. So I, I made it so that wherever you look, if you're if you're looking at an object, you can grapple hook to. Um, in 3D space, I, I kind of draw a a, a target reticle, uh, which is like a sphere, and it, it basically it basically means that if you're looking at one of the platforms and you can jump onto it, it will it will show you a little. It'll highlight it. Yeah, it'll highlight yeah. it. Um, and then you click the the grapple hook button, sends off a a, a rope, and then it just brings the the um, the ninja up to that point, and he'll, he'll land on the platform, which feels really really cool in VR. And you've got all these. I put these kind of. I made it snowing so that I could have the excuse of having a particle effect fly past you as you, <laughs> ah, as, nice. you as you grapple across. But yeah, that that felt really good as well. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 third person thing that you asked about. Um, it is another experiment. Um, this, this is the thing I'm working on at the moment. Um, and it's the, the idea is you're a, a tiny little nanobot, and the idea is you're seeding a, a barren planet with life. So it's this kind of desolate planet, um, de- desert scene rather, with um, like a, a kind of very beautiful sunset in the background, no clouds or, or anything, just really kind of. A bit kind of journey esque, I guess, in its in its kind of aesthetic. But you've got these kind of um, you've got this spiral staircase, um, which is basically the, the the level of the game. And the the you move this little kind of nanobot up, third person, and there's a platform, and you have to kind of jump across these platforms. And as you do, you you activate these. Um, water fountains, like kind of, they look like waterfalls because of the scale of it. But as that happens, the the water runs down to the, the bottom of the level, and at the where there was sand at the start, um, this kind of patch of vegetation, like grass and stuff, starts growing out. And as you go higher and higher and up, it activates more and more of these waterfalls, and the vegetation patch grows larger and larger until you get to the end, and it activates. The next levels, which are more of these platforms, so the idea is you eventually kind of cover the the desert in 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 life. That's that's the kind of idea. Oh, but, cool! But the, yeah. The, the, the the thing I kind of did, which was the most experimental with it, is you've 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 got this three you've got this third person character, and you're controlling with a with a, a, a joypad, and where 
where wherever you're looking. So if you're looking at the next platform where you're going to make him jump onto, that will slowly pan the camera around to that direction. But it'll also make him focus on it. So he looks at the thing that you're focusing on, which right. makes it kind of reactive in a really weird way that I like. I don't think anyone's done it before, but it, it's kind of cool. It 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 makes because you're not in the third person thing. You're not going for it yourself you're sort of sharing that experience with the third person thing you're controlling yeah. so it's kind of like he he's kind of playing off what your attention's on if, if that makes sense but it, at the moment it's a real simple model it's just a little cylinder and stuff with these two like glowing white eyes but it feels kind of cool that he he kind of looks at whatever you're looking at and stuff but yeah that's that's the the latest thing i've been doing but it i, I, I literally just haven't stopped since i started basically it's been like seven months of pure <laughs> unity um, which has has stopped me playing as many has has stopped me playing for as many games from other people, but um, yeah, I just can't stop it. Really, I'm just kind of addicted. <laughs> so, so you're so you're kind of making these. You've kind of got these ideas, and you're kind of taking them through to a certain level. Um, are there any is have any of these ideas you've had, or these sort of experiences you've created? Are there any of them ones that you would like to sort of take into kind of more of a like releasable production level? Or? Yeah. Yeah. The ninja one and the space one and probably the third person one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean like and the, the moment. As well, right? <clears throat> yeah. And Black well, like my, my philosophy is that like, I, I just want to learn how to do, I want to learn how to do stuff when it comes to me so like like last time last podcast we were talking about um room scale vr stuff yeah um and i was saying that like although i'm really excited for it and like i'm i'm going to prep my my flat to do that i don't think many people are going to do it and you know i, I it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a quite a quite a niche thing within a niche thing if that it's going to be a thing you go to i think yeah. rather than yeah exactly I a, so, so i don't see a lot of developers making content for that style of play versus sitting down with a controller. And then I was like, ah, oh, but you could make a Sherlock Holmes thing. So I made a Sherlock Holmes thing like a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that was, that was again a, a new thing that I hadn't done before because I, I made all of the textures for it and all of the models. So it's like a hundred percent, like usually, usually I make all of my models and maybe get a few sort of um, assets in like the black, Black box. I used a uh, like a shark and a, and a whale and stuff. Yeah. Um, but normally I make all of my models myself. But I'll use pre-existing textures. Well, I've started making the textures as well, which does open up a lot of things. So for the the, the Sherlock Holmes thing, I actually just went round a load of um, antiques centres uh, and just took loads of photographs of textures of Victorian furniture and carpets and curtains and stuff like that. Then I went home and made those into textures, and I've got like a whole scene that is made of those those objects, and it looks really cool. And I've got some photogrammetry in there as well and stuff. So basically, what, what I'm trying to say is like every project I do at the moment is it is partly uh, um, to learn how to do that thing because it's something I haven't done yet. Um, so which is why I'm sort of skipping between all these different ones and not sort of. I, I at the first of all I was. I was totally in that frame of mind about the first thing. So, like, the black box, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a game, and I'm going to make this happen, and this happen, and this happen, and this happen. Um, and then I realized, you know, 
you don't release your first ever game. Like, no, no one does that. Um, and and I knew I knew like I needed to learn more about. It. I still need to learn. There's, I don't think you ever stop learning with this stuff. I don't think oh, it's no. possible to. And I, I, you know, I've there's still loads of things that I need I, that I want to do projects specifically just to work out and stuff. But yeah, like I definitely want to. I definitely want to release. I definitely want to do more with the ninja one because it feels really fun with the whole grapple hook and stuff. And like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with like Ninja Turtles and and stuff like that. Like <laughs> I've, I've I've always wanted to be a ninja. And yeah, there's 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 loads of cool things that I could I could do with that. So I definitely want to go back to that, back to that. The space thing, I, I definitely want to go back to again. But I think I'll probably I'll probably try to do something not for Gear VR. It's really cool that I could I can show people in in the state and it looks it looks good and stuff, but it's limiting. Like, the, and the problem with space games, you want to do a bunch of things, mm. um, and and I, at the moment it's like I'm really sort of taking the piss of the processor. Like, like I'm, I'm absolutely pushing it to as as far as it, it can go really um, to get to get to get everything I want in that scene happening. Well, but, but then yeah, that's, so, that's the uh, thing, you know, if you're developing VR games, the, the system requirements are kind of high. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you are going to really limit yourself if you're trying to get stuff to work on a phone. Yeah, um, which is why I did it. Like I said, that's why I did it. I wanted to learn how to, how, how to be strict on poly budgets and, and things like that. And Yeah, it's good discipline. Ex- yeah, exactly. Um, so now I can sort of take that knowledge to the, the high-end stuff and not spunk all the fucking particle effects and lights everywhere in yeah. the first five Please minutes and go, why is this? particle effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoo- I believe it's called spooge. Spooge effects. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'd like to, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like to work on some of the things. I, I, I'm sh- but I'm, I'm sure like the next thing I, I come up with, I'll go, yeah, I want to make that for that out as well. So it's just a case of finding the thing which, um, I mean, the, the the space one kind of took care of itself in that I, I, I basically made a game that makes its own game. If that makes sense. It, yeah, yeah. Self-generating. It's, it's, it's self-generating, yeah. And and especially for something which is meant to be kind of a bit relaxed and experiential. The idea is that you're just trying to get home. You've just got to find these little things, trade them in, walk to the next system. It's quite chilled out. There's no combat or anything like that. No. Um, so... I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to. That's why I'd like to do it, like on a high end thing, because then I can put combat and stuff in, and you know, do some other things. Maybe have. I was thinking of doing trading actually, because the grapple hook thing, um, it feels really good. Like, like bring out to bring these huge objects towards you and stuff. First of all, I was thinking, oh, you could make like the equivalent of like an AA rescue in space, where all the <laughs> all the missions are just you going out to save people who've broken down in space and just towing them back to yeah. the, the isn't, there a, isn't there like a, a faction or a guild in Elite that does that? There is. I, think, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there is. is there? Yeah. yeah they're if, like, if you run out of fuel, they'll go and find you with fuel and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, the, the towing though, like, um, I was thinking you could have, you could have um, actually swapping objects in space and just having them kind of shooting out of your spaceship and being picked up by the other ship with like a, either a grapple hook or like a robotic arm comes out because that looked cool yeah. um, and just just, just do a, a trading game like that 
Um, so yeah, yeah there's, there's there's loads of things you could do, really. Yeah, I, I guess once you deal with trading, you have to kind of deal with the spreadsheet element, and then yeah, if you want to do combat, you have to sort of deal with AI a bit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's AI in it already. Um, there's there's because I've put ship. I've actually put other ships in it. Oh, okay. Uh, and basically. But it's it's really simple. Like basically, you when you go go into the system and there's a there's a ship there, it will basically it will go overhead and it will kind of turn around and just start following you. And and I just did that because it looked cool. Basically, it looked Is cool it, to watch it. Right? Are there like some basic AI scripts in Unity then that you can sort of? No, no, you have to program it. Oh, so you've done that from scratch? Yeah. I'm um, so most of this stuff I'm using a thing called Playmaker, which is visual scripting. Um, right. Okay. So, so you're basically working with state machines that you you have, and you just you basically script the, the script working with what Pat with state machines. Oh, okay. Um, where you you you're basically just, yeah scripting all the the movement uh, like Minecraft or Little Big Planet. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. no, oh no, it's a bit more complicated. A bit than more complicated. No, no, I'm taking the yeah. piss. Don't worry. Um, um, no, it's um so basically the the playmaker and visual scripting stuff. It's it's just like working with blocks of code, but you have these these little these little visual blocks where you actually have to pull them in. So, like for example, um, um, I you might want to if you if you want to have like some lava that damages the enemy, right? You'd have like you'd have like um, an invisible game object which has a, a collider on it, um, and then you'd put you'd put a, a state machine in that says, okay, when the um, when the player enters this trigger, move on to this next state machine. And then the next state machine will say, okay, we'll uh, get the, the player's health property, uh, store that as like a, as a value, and then reduce that value by like 15. Yes. So that's, that's how, that's, it, it's, it's like a real kind of simple way of, of doing scripting, basically. Yeah, I did play around with the Neville Into Nights uh, engine a bit, like ages ago and they had some stuff in there like that and everything would have like hundreds of like sort of attributes that you would have to that you could t- yeah. play with and stuff like that but yeah no i mean it's all, it all sounds really cool um are you gonna put any of this stuff anywhere uh at any point you think whether you sort of take Black it some um, yeah sorry yeah so where do you know where yet or watch this space or <laughs> Black box. I'm going to uh, once once it's once it's totally finished, which is, it should be only a few days away now. Uh, I'm just going to put up a video on on YouTube and everything, and then just submit it to the Oculus Share. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, um, brilliant. Which is way, which is basically the content hub for 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 Rift stuff at the moment. So you um, reckon you'll definitely have a few things up there for when like certain commercial devices come on the market. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's the the two ones I'm working on now are that one and the the third person one. But I definitely want to show the third person one off as well. Um, cool. So, yeah. No, that all sounds great, mate. It's I'm glad you're really enjoying it and all that. And yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it it really is um, sounds cheesy, but it is kind of life changing. It's it's made me think about a lot of things in a different way. Just it, it, it it's. I think Bill Gates said something about it that he, he thinks everyone should do a bit of, of scripting because it, it just it's just a, a useful way of using your brain and, and it, it really is. Um, and and beyond that as well, it, it's just nice. It's a really nice feeling to be walking home from work and have an idea and just go home and make it 
and, and make it happen. Like the perfect example is that wanting to see a, a city on the bottom of the sea. Like I've spent the last few months looking <laughs> at a city on the bottom of the sea because I just made it from nothing. Like you made from, it. Just made you it. Made it happen. And it's it's yeah. It's just it's it's a. It's like what, learning how I'm to play guitar, isn't it? It, yes, exactly. For months, you, is, know, you have no idea how to put your fingers in a place where you can make a sound, and then you know absolutely. how to make a sound, and then how to make the sound becomes less important as figuring out the kind of sound you want to make. Absolutely, D- absolutely. When I was in bands, I'd, I'd hum stuff in my head, and by the time I get home, I'd pick my guitar up and write songs from that. And that was yes. awesome. And th- this is very similar. It's, it, it is, it's yeah. almost identical. Like... Like Unity is the guitar of of my thirties. That's that's like I spent my twenties barely putting down a guitar for five minutes, yeah. and now I spent my thirties with a HMD on my face most of the time. And yeah, I, I just wanted to to mention it really because you know seven months ago I'd never done any of this before, and I think now is the best time ever. If you're just someone that's got ideas or you're an artist and you fancy doing something like a game or a, like a 3D interactive thing or you just want to do something weird in VR, like, like, just do it because you can do it. Like, the tools are so good. Like, th- there's a lot to learn, but there's so many, there's so many resources to, 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 for getting that information and it's a very, very useful community. I mean, like I say, it's a bit like the magician circle where if, you, if you, you see these kind of forums and people are like, I want to make a survival horror game. Um, that looks like Minecraft. How do I start? And you'll get told, be told to fuck off if you do that. But if you ask for very specific <laughs> things, you'll find that people are like enormously useful and helpful, um, and very very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find that. I even find that at work. You know. If yeah. You, you don't. If, if, as long as you don't start throwing your toys all around the out your pram and stuff, and ask yeah. the right questions, people normally Absolutely. have an answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I like I say, I just I've just found it really enriching uh, a, an experience, and and it's yeah, it's 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 really it's made me even more excited about VR because now it's something that I'm working towards as well, and I'm I'm contributing to, and like I, yeah, if if you ever think like you'd want to make a game, just do it because it's. It's totally doable. Don't let your dreams be dreams. That's a great Shia LaBeouf once said. (laughs) (laughs) The legend Shia LaBeouf. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with notlisting.co.uk. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Uh, Music by Miracle of Sound. And that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, 
I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.